And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and you're very welcome to another We Are Me podcast with Davy Wilson and Mickey Brennan. Uh, Davy, the, I suppose the, the group stages of the club championships have concluded bar the Junior B. There's still a couple of games to be played in the Junior B, which are of huge relevance to uh, the standings in the Junior B championship. But Junior A, Intermediate and Senior are all ready for quarter-final stage now. So, you know, joining the hurlers, the hurlers will be out next weekend in quarter-finals and following week, the the club footballers around the county will be playing in their quarter-finals as well. Yeah, it was a it was a blockbuster weekend, Mickey, and loads at play, particularly probably, as you say, in junior A and intermediate um, in particular. Senior, there was less... Uh, happening although that one group group a didn't disappoint with no uh, the way it materialized and it looked like the great escape or the great qualification was on for st column kills at one stage it just didn't materialize for them but standard of football across the board was exceptional particularly on sunday like i, I was at three games um each of them were, were class you know particularly the junior a and the intermediate game there were real kind of championship games you kind of felt you know the importance when it's an important game and there's a bite to it and maybe I I just maybe I've gone to the wrong games but up to now I hadn't really seen that in any of the games this weekend and particularly some of those crunch games it felt it felt like championship yeah I think I think there was so much riding on the games this weekend um, that this is where the championship kicks off we're, we're, we're now at basically it's knockout from here on in and you know some of the games that you were at it was completely knockout there were their season was dependent on the results of those games, so I think you know we're going to see a step up in in uh, in, in performances, in class, in in everything, in speed, and in, in, in the in in all of the games across all of the championships from here on in. And well, I suppose if you if, if there isn't a step up and you're not at it, you're not going to be true to a semi final. That's the way well, it's going to be. That's it in a nutshell. There's literally no margin for error anymore. Like uh, some teams had the luxury of maybe producing a little bit of a slip up at some stage up to this point from here on in whether you're in relegation or you know you're in a quarter final there's there's literally no margin for error um some teams will be looking back Davey at those games where they slipped up and looking back and saying that's what cost us because you know there was that early part of the season where teams were probably saying well should we get the result in the next or we'll look at that one okay and that one yeah. Today's result is done and dusted. There's nothing we can do about it. But some of those results have come back to haunt teams um, uh, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, 
it's it's hard to pinpoint ones, but definitely that was a factor at, at certain stages. Absolutely. Um, I mean, for others, it was just pure unlucky in in some scenarios. Like I, I straight away, you think it's St. Michael's. I think it's the first game they've lost all year between league and championship. No shame in losing to a brilliant old castle side, but they went out by virtue of Waterstown producing an, an amazing uh, result over St. Vincent's in the other game. And you're hard to go out to them. You know, I, I, I've been I've been in a few dress rooms a bit like that and I just watched them coming off the pitch in Kells and they were crestfallen. Like they put so much into the game, they put so much into the year. And for them to to be out of the championship in the first weekend in, in September, it's it's gut wrenching for them, I'm sure. Yeah, it really is. Um, you know, it, it there'd be a shock feeling to it. Like okay, the result uh not being a shock because were as you said, they were playing against a hu- uh, hugely fancied old castle team. But with the way their season has gone and for them to lose their first game and then be out of the championship by virtue of Waterstone putting up a huge score against St. Vincent's and turning a 14-point deficit around, I think, wasn't it, going into the game, Davy? Yeah, there was, was a 14-point swing that needed to happen before the start of play at 2 o'clock on Sunday. And um, there was only three points in the uh, Waterstone vincents game approached in half-time and Waterstone just got a goal before half-time to put them six up. But at that stage... Um, Michaels were four down. They actually came back and led early in the second half. So it, it looked for a time that Oldcastle were actually going out. And uh, like right up to the final conclusion, like nothing but a win would have done Oldcastle. Their equation was very straightforward because of their score difference. They just needed to win. But the way it materialised was like it was hilarious on the sideline that like the, the scores were coming through about Waterstown and Trevor Bannon, the Michaels manager, was shouting at his men. He was like, lads, we only need a point. We only need to kick a point. And then when Waterstown would get a couple of scores, okay, we need a goal, lads. We have to get a goal. <laughs> it was ju- it was just one of them. And like, I was kind of getting it because I knew someone who was at the Waterstown game. So I was getting updates, trying to do the commentary, but also trying to tell the Michaels lads what they needed to do. Uh, it was it was just box office. It was it was an amazing conclusion in that group in particular. Like there was other and ones, I, obviously, but that's the standout. Yeah, that's the standout. And it's a shame that there wasn't something like that across all the senior games as well. Because yeah. as we said, most of the senior games were dead rubbers going into the weekend. They were just going to determine who was in first or second um, in three of the groups and who was going to go into fourth place in the relegation or who's going to be in third place in the relegation. Obviously, uh, uh, Group A left it uh, right down to the la- to, to the wire and, and there was great crack in that. Davy, I was commentating on the weekend on Sunday and it was gr- it was round four of the Cavan Senior Championship. So everything was riding on the last games. Loads of permutations and pom- uh, combinations um, meant that, you know, any team could, could have uh, got uh, into the top eight to go into the quarterfinals and any team could be knocked out of it. Well, a certain amount of teams. Like... It was brilliant on the radio because there was lads at all the games that mattered and you know there was quick updates coming around and you know one game would swing from being two points up to being two points down and all of a sudden they were dragging two teams into relegation with them and it was just great it was great excitement and i heard that from your game as well um between st michael's and, and old castle and it is it's heart-wrenching stuff at the end when you're when somebody you know uh, when, when a team goes down and, and, and they realize that they're uh, their season is over, but yeah, box office stuff at the same time. Well, look, we've got a, an action packed. We've talked for ages now. We've got an action packed We Are Me podcast this week. We've got championship results uh, from last weekend. The club, the quarterfinals draw will take place on Monday evening. We have uh, hurling fixtures coming up. The quarterfinals of all those are coming up next weekend. Um, we have the LGFA 
club fixtures and tables as well to have a look at. And we have the results from the Camogie Senior and Intermediate Championship as well. Just want to remind all our listeners as well, on our Loyal Royals podcast this week, we are going to have a whole host of uh, reviews. Of course, we have the Senior Championship review. Uh, we have the Intermediate Championship review. We have the Junior A and B Championship review. And, of course, we will have the Kiko Sports Team of the Week announcement later in the week and the Blackwater Inn Player of the Week and Blackwater Inn Top Scorer of the Week. We have to do a little bit of work uh, over the next few days to, to to sort that out. And I want to bring attention to all of our Hurling listeners, well, to anybody across the county. Um, we did put out a Shersha Bulfin interview. The new Mead Hurling manager sat down with Davey for... Uh, 40-minute interview, or roughly 40-minute interview, and um, talking about what he sees happening in Mead Hurling in the in, in the coming years and, and what his goals and aspirations are. Um, Davey, a fascinating guy, really, really nice guy, very realistic as well, and knows the, I suppose, the the problems that, that, that Mead Hurling face in, in, the, in the coming years um, and, and, and have faced in recent years. And, of course, you know, this man comes highly regarded across the whole country and wasn't short of a few offers before he took the meat job. No, I, I suppose first off, he, he realises the magnitude of the job that faces him. Um, and that was nice to hear. And, you know, he, he was honest and frank about what went on this year and stuff. Um, yeah, he, he like he's a huge background in coaching, obviously links to Davy Fitz in, in Clare and Wexford. And I think you know, had he probably not come to me, he'd, he'd have probably ended up down south with Davy, maybe in Waterford next year. But he was when he when he got the call about the me job, but he couldn't say no to it. And he was so complimentary about the setup. And you'll you'll hear all sorts of things in you know uh, when you talk to people in in Mead that ah uh, you know the hurlers don't get fair treatment and and the footballers get you know precedence over them. You heard him saying it was one of the best setups that he's ever been involved in, and he's been up at the best with Clare, you know, after winning All Ireland. So, I think that'll tell you exactly um, what the county board like, how they support the the Mead hurlers as well, and uh, like no stone is genuinely left unturned there. So, fingers crossed they can just get get something going in Christy Ring, try and bounce back in the league as well. Um, but it's a big job. But he's he's very he's he's a very likable fella. As was Nick Weir as well, you know, they're yeah. very similar in that respect. So it's easy to see why they got on and they work together. Um, but but we wish him well and, um, you know, look forward to, I suppose, working with him and, and talking to him plenty next year. Absolutely. Well, you can get that interview over on our Loyal Loyals podcast. It's Patreon forward slash We Are Meet for all you Loyal Royal supporters out there. Get over and have a listen to that. Um, and of course, you do get the back, um, uh, the the, the backlog or the, the, the backtracks that we have uh, up on our Patreon service as well. You can listen to any of the interviews that we've done since um, uh, we started the Loyal Royals podcast. And, of course, this week's uh, podcast, the Senior Championship Review. Uh, the game featured in that one was Summerhill and Nafina. We've got interviews with Conor Gillespie, uh, Podge Garrity and Adam Flanagan, the new recruit over there in Summerhill. From the Intermediate Review, uh, we uh, Davey featured the St. Michael's and Oldcastle game and, of course, the Dundry and Longwood game. And we have interviews with Jude McNabb, Pierce Sheridan and Ronan Maguire from the Oldcastle game. And from the Long, Longwood Dundry game, Barry Callaghan, Stephen Coogan and uh, Sean Brennan as well. And the Junior A Championship this week, we have Dunsany and Ballinlock featured with interviews from 
Con Cleary and the brothers Dara and Tom Shine. So they're not to be missed. And of course, later in the week, we will announce the Keeper Sports Team of the Week and uh, the Blackwater Inn Player of the Week and the Blackwater Inn Top Scorer of the Week. And David, there's already controversy about the Top Scorer of the Week, but we'll, uh, we, 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 we'll talk about that on that podcast. We're going to start off with the club championship results from the weekend, David. We might start with uh, Friday night and just work our way through them um, very quickly and then... Uh, uh, of course, we will be reviewing all these over on our Loyal Rides podcast. So the results from uh, Friday night in the Ferial Steel Senior Championship Group C, it was done over Ashburn, 3-11, Simonson, Rathout, 1-11, Gail Collum, Kill, 1-9, a two-point victory there for Rathout. If anybody didn't hear what I said there, Simonson were uh, smashed by Dunham or Ashburn, 3-11. That is 20 points to Simonson, 7. I know Simonson have an awful lot of injuries at the moment. In the Ballery Spa Restaurant and Guest Accommodation Junior Football Championship Group B, there was a one, two, sorry, two games played. Myla, 12 points. Karen Ross, 11 points. Huge ramifications from that game. Castletown, two goals and 10. Kilbride, one goal and 13. A draw. Absolutely incredible stuff in the uh, Junior A Championship Group B. And then in the Junior B Championship, the Bowery Spar Restaurant and Guest Accommodation Junior B Football Championship, it was uh, Drumcondrat conceded their game to St. Bridget's. Um, it was a top-of-the-table clash there. They didn't want to show their hand. And then, unfortunately for my co-host here, Davy Rispin, uh, his Courtown team came a cropper to Slane, 1-7 to 1-10, a three-point victory for Slane. And it will mean that it will all come down to the last day of the season, uh, or sorry, the last day of the group stages in uh, in uh, the Junior B Championship, where Courtown will face off against the table toppers, St. Bridget's, who will stay top of the table, um, uh, no matter what the result is in that game. And Slane will face off against St. Mary's. Now, there's a chance that you could drag Kilmain and Wood into the um, well, Kilmain and Wood. If you were to win, Davy, Kilmain and Wood would more than likely be uh, knocked out of uh, the top four. Yeah, uh, if Slain were to beat Mary's, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, I think Kilmain and Wood would have been hoping that we'd have won on Friday night and that would have been it done and dusted, but sadly, it wasn't the case. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We move on to Saturday evening's games. And uh, in the Ferrier Steel Senior Championship Group B, Navan O'Matley's 116, Coraha 210, an absolute dinger of a game uh, played in screen, I believe. And uh, Navan O'Matley's getting their first victory of the year. Absolutely brilliant to see for them and, and a thoroughly deserved victory too. Minalvi won five, trim, four goals and 17. Trim, that juggernaut that is just keeping it going over there and they have the bragging rights between themselves and Minalvi. In the Mead Farm Group Intermediate Football Championship Group B, it was Dundry 14 points, Longwood 8 points, Dundry securing their play, passage into the quarterfinals and Drumbower getting their first victory of Group B, 4-16 to the tabletoppers, Nobbers 2-9, um, but it wasn't good enough for Drumbower. They do stay rooted to the bottom of the table. Mead Farm Group uh, Intermediate Football Championship Group C, Blackhall Gales 4-10, uh, Kilmainham one goal and 12 14 scores to 13 but the big thing about it was the goals for Blackhall Gales and we would have thought that that would have been Kilmainham banging in the goals but it was Blackhall Gales and they avoid the relegation place in their group um, and then Bective won 5 Dunshockham 4 goals and 12 and Dunshockham looking really really strong going into the knockout stages of the championship we're going to move on then to Sunday's games in the Ferrier Steel Senior Football Championship Group D Nafina. 12 points, Summerhill, 
two goals and nine. Balnebracki's result is not up, Davy, but I believe Balnebracki did beat Dunboyne, and I think it was by six or seven points. Do you have that result? We'll come back to it in a minute, maybe. Um, in the Ferrier Steel Senior Football Championship Group A, St. Colum kills two goals and 11, a one-point victory over Screen, who had 16 points on the day. Wolftones, 4-9, and Centralstown, eight points. And poor old Wolftones out there, they haven't got any players and shit. They're missing loads of lads and shit. There's fellas out there that shouldn't be playing and the whole lot, and they just keep on going. They keep filling me with shit and keeping me in the dark, as I said Bullable last Mickey, week. Huh? Treat me like a mushroom. And uh, I keep backing against them. And uh, they, that's the way. Last year I was backing them all the time. And this year I'm going against them, Davey. I don't know what I'm at. But anyway, you have the result of the Balnebracki Dumboyne game. Yeah, 4 6 to 1 6 it finished. So low scoring, and, but the goals being the difference on the day. So 18 points to 9, it finished double score of victory for Balnebracki. Great win for them. Yeah, and the Mead Farm Group Intermediate Football Championship Group A, all of the results here uh, were going to. Um, Mean something in the end. Waterstown four goals and twelve. St Vincent seven points. That is twenty four points to seven in favour of Waterstown. And those that seventeen point victory was a huge part in uh, uh, in Waterstown's passage to the knockout stages. St Michael's thirteen. Oldcastle three goals and eight. We spoke about it this already. St Michael's knocked out. Um, after their first loss of the year, which is absolutely incredible. Jalik Bellaston uh, in Group D. Jalique Bellaston, 4-9. Rat Kenny, two goals and 13. That is a victory for Jalique Bellaston. Beliver, 1-12. Uh, Meath Hill, 2-10. At one stage, Meath Hill were playing for either relegation or... Um, uh, 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 not promotion, um, placing the, in the knockout stages. But uh, in the end, they just landed in no man's land and uh, ended up safe. Jalique Bellaston's win meant that uh, themselves and Rat Kenny go through to the knockout stages. Um, and then finally, in the Ballery's Bar Restaurant and Guest Accommodation, Junior A Football Championship Group A, the results, Sidden, 2-13, St. Dalton's, 8 points, and Ballinlock, 3 goals and 8, Dunsany, 13 points. Davy, did Keen McBride make it home to play for St. Dalton's? He did, he did indeed, Mickey. We spoke about this last week and we were thinking that you know, he was going, he was having a little bit of a holiday as well when he came back and he, we didn't know what kind of shape he'd be in for it. Um, but it looks things didn't have their homework done. They did, yeah. It was uh, Kevin Trainer who was marking him, did an outstanding job on him. Um, probably a lot to expect from Keane to come back in and, and sort of run the show. But yeah. with the absence of Dara Riley, they, they needed it. Um, but uh, listen, even if Keane probably had a storm, I'd say the margin of victory, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have... Uh, Compensated for really, yeah, yeah. It's a what is it, an 11 point victory? So, um, you know, um, even if Keane did have a, a storm or like if he was to get two goals, even like you know, he's still only bringing down the margin of uh, uh, of loss by to five points. But uh, they probably could do with Dara Riley and Keane in the middle of the field, Keane to do the, the heavy work of catching and jogging it around the middle of the field, and Dara to do the fancy stuff getting forward but unfortunately they don't, they won't have his services again he is of course gone to america so that is our club championship results from the weekend as we said do head on over to our patreon service patreon forward slash we are me for the loyal royals podcast and we'll have in-depth reviews from all the games across all four championships <laughs> 
Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control auto mower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. So, Davey, we're going to move on now and we're going to have a look at the uh, hurling fixtures, the quarterfinals that are coming up. Yeah, absolutely, Mickey. Starting on Saturday, uh, Senior Hurling Championship Action, that's the Ted Murtha Clothing and Footwear. Quarterfinal number one is between Ratot and Killine. That takes place at half five in Park Talton uh, on Saturday evening. In the Intermediate Championship, uh, also on Saturday before it, it's uh, Park Talton as well. And there's a tasty looking game between Dundry and Gail Column Kill. Throws in a quarter to four. So 3.45 start in Park Talton Saturday afternoon for that. Should be good. Uh, then moving on into Sunday, there's two two more games. One in the Senior Championship. That takes place at half three. And it is between Kildalki and Kilmesson. Good old rivalry being renewed there. Should be tasty in Park Talton. Um, in the Intermediate, there's a quarter final between Kildalki that's their second string, and they take on Kilskir Moila. That takes place at quarter to two, um, also live from Park Talton. There's uh, one junior hurling championship semi-final taking place on Sunday as well in the K Windows and Doors Junior Hurling Championship, and it's between St. Peter's Dunboyne and Drumree. That takes place in trim at half twelve. That's it for next weekend. Oh, brilliant. Well, Davey, we're going to head on over now to do the LGFA fixtures that are coming up. And um, we're going to have a look. Of, we want to thank Fergal Harney as well for his in-depth, um, uh, his detailed, um, the detail he's got into and given us the previews for the championships. And we'll, uh, what we're going to do is we're going to go down through this. We're going to read down through it, Davey. Um, we'll do a grade at a time each and we'll start off with the seniors. So um, we do have the tables as well. We'll try and get to them in a few minutes. But... After the refix game between Navano Matneys and Boards Mill, we're in senior group one here, by the way. Um, so the refix game between Navano Matneys and Boards Mill. O'Matneys now have six points and have qualified for the knockout stages, along with last year's champions, Dumboyne. Final knockout position is still up for grabs in this group, as third and fourth in the table, Oldcastle and Boards Mill go head to head in Millbrook, with the winner progressing to the quarterfinals. Um, so the fixtures for the weekend on Saturday, the 10th at 8 pm, it's Navano Matneys versus St. Peter's Dumboyne and Oldcastle versus Boards Mill. Davy, I believe that it's similar to uh, the junior championship that top teams in, in, in the two, two groups they go through to the semi finals, second and third going to the quarterfinals. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, very similar. I I think, yeah, no, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, Davey, group two? 
Yeah, into Group 2, Mickey, Dunshockland and Royal Gales, uh, they're the only team to have secured a place in the knockout stages so far going into the last round, with Simonstown, Dolmer Ashburn and Centrestown fighting it out for the final two places. So it's really all to play for in Group 2 next Saturday. And the fixtures uh, coming your way on Saturday evening at 8 o'clock, it's Centrestown v Simonstown. Huge game there. And the other game is already qualified, Dunshockland and Royal Gales taking on Dolmer Ashburn, who need a win. Yeah, and if I'm not mistaken, Centralstown have no points uh, yet. So if Simonstown were to win against Centralstown, that would mean that Simonstown and Dunham or Ashburn would go through to the quarterfinals, no matter what the result was between Dunshockland and Dunham or Ashburn. So we're going to move on now to the intermediate, and we do again have the tables. We're going to start with Group 1. Uh, this is a tight group, but all the four teams on three points each after the first two rounds. So it's all down to the final round games this Saturday to see who makes it through to the knockout stages. So on Saturday at 6.30, it's Green against Summerhill and Nafina against D Rangers. Davey, a nice tasty one there. All four teams in that group on three points and it's just going to be a case of winner takes all out of the two games. Yeah, absolutely. I think D Rangers were beaten finalists last year. Nafina just dropping down from senior uh, into intermediate. So like a huge amount to play for. And um, obviously Summerhill seem to be motoring well enough uh, and they take on a, 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 a what would you call the screen um, they're a team on the up put it like yes. that and they've, they've been soaring through the grades and they, they'll want to keep going obviously this year so that's a really fascinating group yeah moving on to group two Davey yeah, it's in Column Kills and St. Michaels are uh, already through to the next stage of the competition. Uh, the final team to to progress, sorry, will come from the Retote versus Clannagale game. Fixers then is uh, also on Saturday, the 10th, half six throw in for St. Column Kills versus St. Michaels. And also at the same time, it's Retote hosting Clannagale. Okay, we're going to move on to the Junior A and uh, Group 1. Waterstown and St. Dalton's, we know, are through to the knockout stages with Moila and Jalik Bellustown fighting it out for the final place uh, in the next stage. Uh, Waterstown and St. Dalton's are fighting it out for the top spot and going straight through to a semi-final. Um, and the loser of that will go into the quarterfinals, obviously, and be joined by either Moila or Jalik Bellustown, depending on who wins that one. Group 2, Davy. Yeah, Manalvi are true to the next stage, um, but the other three teams are still battling for the last two spots, and uh, the fixture is obviously crucial in that. Half six on Saturday, it's in Pat's host in Dunsany, and this one takes place on Sunday at 11, and it's between Dunshockland, Royal Gales, B team or second team, and uh, they take on Manalvi, who are already qualified with a game to spare. All right, so, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting that they're not playing the two games at the same time. Mm. We're going to move on now to the Junior B Group one, it could have something to do with the fact that Dunshockland Royal Gales That's B what team. It is. Yeah. yeah. Um so group one of the Junior B Championship. Trim and Kilbride are through to knockout stages with the final place going to either Central Sims B team or Wolf Tones who battle it out in the last round. So the fixtures from this one are Sunday at eleven AM is Trim versus Kilbride and Central Sims B team versus Wolf Tones. So we move on to group two. Yeah, it's a similar position in Group 2 with St. Peter's Dunboyne's second team and Gail Column Kill already through to the knockout stages. But Blackhall Gales and Clannard uh, go head-to-head in the final uh, group game in Kilcloon to claim the final spot. So into the fixtures, Sunday morning, both these games are at 11 o'clock. First one up is Gail Column Kill playing host to St. Peter's Dunboyne. And the other one is the big one, straight shootout between Blackhall Gales and Clannard. 
Yeah, that game in Clune, as Davey said. Um, in Group 1 of the Junior C, now we're moving on to, it's all to play for in the last round with all four teams going into the game with three points. That's the second time we've seen that. Um, so uh, the fixtures for this one, Trim B against St. Colum Kills B and Navin O'Matney's B against Drumbarra's first team. So um, again, straight shootout, two winners from Trim and St. Colum Kill and Navin O'Matney's and Drumbarra will make it through to the next uh, uh the next to the knockout stage. is there three teams to go to through those that's same situation so like a team that loses yeah. could will want to lose by a, a small margin there is three teams yeah, to go through. yeah. there's a lot there's a lot of play there uh yeah. into group two then um with their second round game versus boards will second team only been played this weekend believer have now six points and that sees them through to the knockout stages with the other spots two spots rather still to be decided so the fixtures um on sunday morning at 11 it's believer taking on dunham or ashburn second string and uh also taking place is simonstown and boards mill second strings going head to head yeah it's a uh... An interesting one there in the Junior C. Moving on then to Junior D. Uh, group 1, Nafina B and Bective are through to the knockout stages with Dundery and Oldcastles B playing each other in the last round to see who progresses in the group. The two fixtures here uh, are on Sunday at 11am. Nafina versus Bective, that's Nafina's B team, and Dundery versus Oldcastles uh, Old B team. Into Group 2, then it's Screen's second team uh, and Rakeni's first team through to the knockout stages with Karen Ross and Ratoad's second string fighting it out uh, in the last round for the final spot. So the fixtures on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock, it's Karen Ross hosting Ratoad's second team. And in the other game, Rakeni's uh, first team, obviously an only team, uh, play Screen's second team. So uh, two first team versus two second teams. Yeah, that's absolutely uh, brilliant. And, and, and it's one... Uh, second team and one first team that are already through to the knockout stages. So Screen and Rat Kenny. So it is Karen Ross and, and uh, Rapport B that are fighting it out for that final spot. Um, moving on to Junior E. So in Group 1, St. Pat's B team and Waterstown second string both are through to the next stage and also meet each other in the uh, final round to see who finishes top of the group. The final spot in the knockout stage will be decided in the last game between Carlinstown and Wynalvi's second string. So the games on Sunday are at 11am. It's Waterstown uh, B team versus St. Pat's B team and uh, Castletown. Their first team against Minalvi's B team. So moving on to Group Two. Yeah, Group Early Two. St Dalton's uh, second string are comfortably true to the next stage with the two final spots still up for grabs between Longwood, Slane, and Summerhill second team. So the fixtures on Sunday morning at eleven. It's Longwood versus Slane and St Dalton's second team versus Summerhill second team. They actually played in the challenge match for their first teams on Sunday morning. Actually. <laughs> Getting to know each other, trying mm. to find out a little bit. In the Junior F, um, with St. Peter's Dunboyne's C team having uh, pulled out prior to the competition starting, the top two now will progress to the Junior F final. So this is now being decided with Myla B and Clonagale B progressing to the Junior F final as they have both beaten St. Colum Kill's C team. So the fixture for that one, the final will be played on Sunday at 11am. It's Clonagale versus Moila B. So uh, again, thanks to Fergal Harney, the PRO from LGFA for such detail 
um, on the upcoming fixtures there from the LGFA club uh, scene in Mead. Absolutely brilliant. And again, you know, they're just they're just always so helpful, Davy. Yeah, you know, first class, really good preview, all the fixtures there and everything. So um, very exciting last round in store next weekend. Absolutely. Davy, we have some results as well to go through from the uh, Ecom Merchant Solutions Senior Camogie Championship and, of course, the the, the Intermediate uh, Championship. So we'll have a look at uh, the Senior first, if you want to run through them there. Yeah, so it's the Ecom Merchant Solutions Senior Camogie Championship. Two groups in this, so there's Senior A and Senior B, basically. In Senior A, Ratoth uh, had a comfortable victory over Boards Mill, 116 to 18 in uh, the other game, Kiltail were beaten uh, by Nafina, four point win for Nafina, one seven to Kiltail, fourteen points to Nafina, and the the big one that jumps off the page is the last game, Kilmessen two eleven, Dundry one fourteen, a draw. So Kilmessen uh, halted by Dundry. What a result that is for Dundry against the the um, one of the best teams to have ever graced Camogie and Mead in Kilmessen, um, who undoubtedly are still going to be there or thereabouts. But that just shows that the gap is definitely closing. And the Jason Pack are getting closer to them, and great, great result for Dunry. And lucky probably not to win it. Uh, into senior B, then Mickey, um, handy victory for Drumree over Navalamatney's 14 points to four. It finished. Uh, Blackhall Gales recorded a comfortable victory over Kalyan, 118 to 110. Jane Dolan outstanding for Blackhall Gales in that one. And in the last game, it was a 111 to 16 victory for St. Peter's to over Clannagale. Yeah, that was the round three results. I presume, Davy, that they run it similar to the senior hurling. That um, so top four in group, uh, so top two in in senior A go through to the semi-finals. The next two, uh, third and fourth, go through to the quarterfinals against the top two from senior B. Is that right? I think so. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I think generally think that is. Uh, yeah, how so, it works. So if that is the case, there's still two rounds to go, all to be played for in. Um, the the senior camogie uh, championship and Davy in the intermediate uh, championship the results in from that Kildalki nine points Kilmessen's second team two ten Dunhamer Ashburn three goals and five Nafina one goal and nine and Trim had a buy so there's only five teams in the intermediate I take it that's it as far as I know yeah yeah brilliant stuff so. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Meath. Davey, uh, we might move on then and uh, go to our lotto segment. Have uh, all the PROs been in contact? Yeah, a uh, good few of them have, in fairness. Uh, first one up comes from Blackhall Gales and the results from the 29th of August. The numbers were 6, 10, 11 and 19. There was no jackpot winner. 30 euro winners were Carmel and Teresa Conlon, Anthony Gorry, Katie Morris, John McElliott, 
and the seller's prize went to Patsy Callanan. The next draw takes place on the 12th of September. It's live at the Crowfield. Jackpot still standing at 10,000 with a reserve ticking on to 2,400 euro. My own Corte and GFC were still going strong as well. 10,700 euro jackpot from last Friday night. The second wasn't won. The numbers were 14, 18, 22, and 24. Uh, the 520 euro winners were Gillian Coffey, uh, Daniela Murray, the Moen family, David Casti, and Jim McDonald. The 50 euro one for all voucher, which was sponsored by St. Bridget's uh, Preschool went to rose mcdonald and we go again with ten thousand eight hundred euro and another voucher on friday night you can play it at courtinga.com forward slash lotto castletown are next up and their results from the 30th of august three seven nine and 18 were the numbers there was a jackpot of four thousand one hundred up for grabs which wasn't one uh, the lucky dip winners collecting 30 euro each were colin smith aaron young aiden and angela young patrick kearns Nisha, Leah, and Aaron Young. So congratulations to all of those. Next week's jackpot is 4,200, and you can play it at Smart Lotto. Manalvi next up, and their results from last Monday night, 3, 6, 12, and 26. The numbers, there was no jackpot winner. The three 20-year winners were Grace, Brian, Karen Burke, and Brenda Martin. The next draw takes place on Monday the 5th, jackpot at 2,500. You can play it at manalvigfc.ie or on the Club Force app. Longwood are next in. 8,600 jackpot uh, up for grabs. The results from last week, there was no winner. The lucky dip winners were Mar Martin Murtha, Emmett Rice and John Kelly. One for 21 and 27 were the numbers there. And they go again on the 5th of September. Drumbara next up, 3,900 euro jackpot from last week. Wasn't won. The numbers were 9, 10, 23 and 26. 30 euro winners were Lorraine Smith, Carol Farley, Breach McGovern, Gillian Carey and Pat Matthews. Um, and next in is from Dunshocklin and Royal Gales. The results from last Monday, 3, 12, 23 and 25. The numbers, two match three winners collecting 100 euro each were Nisha Hartigan Simon and Simon Farrell. Uh, the next draw takes place on Monday, the 5th of September at half eight, live on Facebook, 2,600 of a jackpot with 200 to be added into those each week on Club Force. Um, and the last one I have comes from Minolte, Mickey. Uh, the 28th of August, which was last Sunday night, 3,600 euro of a jackpot. Wasn't won. One, two, six, and 24 the numbers. Four match three winners collecting 50 euro each. Anna O'Toole, Ellie Daly, Lisa Smith, and Tanya Lynch. The special online uh, prize went to Jonathan Lynch, collecting 50 euro. And uh, next draw takes place tonight, Sunday, 3,800 of a jackpot. Brilliant. Um, the ones I have are the usual, Centristown and Simonson. So Centristown's lotto takes place on Monday evening. Um, it wasn't won recently and is still building. It's at a huge €2,300 at the moment, and you can do it in Smart Lotto or go to any of their social pages, and you will find the link there. Simonson's lotto was uh, last uh, Friday, the 2nd of September. The jackpot was €1,150. Euro. There was no winner. There was... Two match three winners, there was Jim Lane and Derek Mealy. The numbers drawn were 1, 3, 12 and 26. Next Friday's jackpot is the 9th of September is €1,200. Uh, you can play it online or go through the club's app. app. So, um, yeah, that's the lotto's done. Davey, um, Instagram, what was the crack with Instagram this week? 
Yeah, loads up on Instagram, obviously dominated by uh, by the club championship. The first one comes in from Keen McFadden. A little bit, no, I won't say bitter, but um, maybe trying to find a reason for some Michaels loss. He said some Michaels robbed of a quarterfinal spot. I, I suppose robbed in the sense that, yeah, they're so unlucky not to get through, but there was nothing sinister yes. about them losing the game. There was nothing, you know, or anything like that. So I can, I can feel his pain, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. He... I suppose it's just probably the wrong word to use is robbed. It's uh, devastated to be not true, maybe, but it's not that somebody did something to um, steal it from them. Yeah. Yeah. Robert Perfield said if the senior football championship is tweaked, that the round one winners play each other in round two, it would reduce dead rubbers. I think that's a solid idea, to be honest. Uh, and um, so simple. Yeah. Absolutely. So simple. He may painted that painting that idea now, Rob, because he could he could be up in lights in years to come when Rob person is that is that's an absolutely brilliant idea. So it is. yeah, yeah, and like so doable. Like I mean, okay, they bring out the fixtures. That's the only thing. But I mean, realistically, yeah. if you had round one fixtures and you knew you were going to be playing on a certain day or weekend, I think most would be all for that because it would Dave, it would Dave, it would definitely make every group. Davey, you know, yeah. What if there was draws? Um, as in, if if the two winners drew, yeah. No, what if what if what if in the first round you had one team, one game that was a draw? Sure, then it doesn't matter. Like, yeah, really. Do you know if there's a draw, all the better. To be honest, yeah, it, yeah it's yeah, more yeah. if it's a draw in round two because the two what teams about, have what, three what points about, and they're what, true. What about an open draw instead of just doing it like the way that they were all drawn out, one versus? So, uh, and you're not if you've got if you've got a win. Or a draw, you 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 have to play somebody who has won or drawn. Yeah, an open I, draw within the group. Yeah, as in Budget. if as in so first the first thing is is that if there's two winners in the first round, they have to play each other in the second round. But if there's a draw in one of the games, and a, a draw in one of the games and a winner from the other, then the winner has to be drawn out against one of the other teams. Yeah, I, 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 I wouldn't even. I think his idea is fine. I think it's it's absolutely grand as is. Um, definitely food for thought because that was the one thing about the senior this weekend, with, with the exception of Group A. Yeah. Um, there was 100%. a lot of that. 100%. Um, lucky to be working is in, and he said Dumboyne need a lot of encouragement. Another beaten. Yeah, another beaten. I don't think they're going to worry too much. I, that, that was the whole thing. The the, the teams that were in relegation, apart from Navin O'Matneys, I think, will not be looking at the results of those games at all. I think it was absolutely huge for Navin O'Matneys um, to get the win over Curraha. It's been an awful year for them. Um, and they they needed something like that. Whereas all the other teams are not, they're looking at it going, you know, there's there's nothing to be won, lost or gained uh, by, by winning that relegation game. Or that, that that bottom of the table clash. Whereas Navano Matneys did have they, they can use that to going forward. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'd agree with that. Um next one is from Richie Judge, and he said, Who deserves a county call up in your opinion? Yeah, Davy, um I suppose you've been to a few more games than me, but um, you know, there are a few that have definitely put up their names. Uh, or put up their hands uh, for, for for a shout, like the likes of Sean Mead, Aaron Lynch. You know, I think 
you know, he has to be in with a shout. Um, but you would have seen a few more. Who would you be talking about? Um, there's a few. With Oldcastle in particular, I thought Colly Hawden, Pierce Sheridan and Dylan Garrigan were the three standout players for them. And a player I've got to look at for the last two rounds is Sean Rafferty from Nafina. He's an outstanding player. Really, really strong, powerful, physical presence in the half-back line. I think Mead could do worse than having a look at him and a few others maybe. Yeah, I'm sure that there will be players looked at. Like, I don't see it being wholesale changes to the to the panel this year because that, I think that would be silly considering all of the strength and conditioning that a lot of players have done. But absolutely no problem adding a load of players into the panel, definitely. Carl Gidney said that Pierre Sheridan's head has tripled in size after that interview. <laughs> uh, it was a good interview, Davey, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the- like he was buzzing, he was outstanding. He was probably one of the one of the best players on show. Really direct, you know, strong. Got a good got a good finish on him as well. Um, quality player now, really impressive. He's only twenty years of age as well. Right. Okay. Something to watch out for, and uh, hopefully his head hasn't gone too big. I hope you haven't <laughs> ruined him. Ruined him before he even got going by doing an interview with him. Yeah, true. I I always try and pick them off, don't I? When they're showing a bit of potential, and then to, to go off the wagon, then. <laughs> Yeah, you take them down a peg or two. Um, Kieran Flynn uh, from Dulik Bellustown, that Kieran Flynn, and this is going to start the whole thing um, with Mead Hill. I thought this was put to bed two weeks ago, but clearly not. Um, he said it'll be quiet in Mead Hill tonight. Well, like in fairness, it will be. Um, Mead Hill um, held up their end of the bargain. Um, as we said at the start, at the top of the show, like, um, you know, they, they had... They, they were playing for two things, either relegation or a quarter-final spot. If Kenny won and they won, they would have been in a quarter-final. But as it turned out, Delique Bellison got the victory over um, over Kenny. Yeah. Yeah. And look, Mead Hill still needed a victory to avoid the drop. Yeah, uh, Keen Kelly said Mead Hill silenced. Dara Tui said, don't hear Mead Hill tonight. Um Sam O'Leary said, did Mead Hill not win the championship two weeks ago? So uh, I didn't realise, I, I missed that game. I, I was there for the second game that day. I didn't realise that uh, there was such bad blood there, but there, there clearly is. <laughs> Can't yeah, wait for next yeah. year. Yeah, absolutely. That's if yeah, the league don't win the intermediate, of course. No, you said it. No, you said yeah. it. Um, if they don't go on and win it. Um, but um, yeah, yeah, that's that's interesting. Like, I'm just trying to think of the logistics. Like, Delique Bellustin, did me tell him Delique Bellustin drink and slaying or something like that, do they? Or draw it? You know, did they no. bump into each other much? No. No. Like, where Where is this rivalry coming from? I think that came two weeks ago is where it sparked off in earnest. <laughs> now, but, um, from from acorns, isn't it? Isn't that what they say? From exactly, yeah, from small acorns, yeah. Uh, Danny Achoya uh, is on to wonder when will the club twenties start? Club twenties doesn't usually start until after the championship, isn't it, Davy? So it'd be yeah, it'd be end of October, start of November, and we have the regional championships as well. Um, so there's going to be lots happening around then. Yeah, I've I've noticed a couple of potential regional managers out and about over the weekend. Um don't know can I name them or not, but uh they they were out having a look or scouting a few players from the clubs, which was nice to see, I would say. Yeah, um from talking to Conor O'Donoghue a couple of weeks ago there, I think they had seven of the eight 
um, managers um, finalised and they were waiting on one. Um, it could have been two, maybe maybe they had six and they were waiting on two, but I'm sure they'll be making an announcement in the coming weeks. Yeah, a uh, bit of soccer to get through. Um, and thankfully it's nothing from Old oh, Trafford. Uh, no, um, it's Irish soccer. We do no, want to talk about the Premiership. Let's, 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 let's get it over and done with, Davey. Um, you know, you've, in fairness to you, I have to say, over the last number of weeks, you haven't been um, going on about Arsenal. You haven't been saying how they've been top of the table. And they still are top of the mm. table, don't forget, um, which is great. But your boys, your boys took one hell of a beating today, Davey. Um, and I would love it, I would love it, I would love it. I've got loads of them, because so I do. Um, but uh, Marcus Rashford, the postman, delivered today. Yeah, he was... He was lucky with the first one uh, terrible touch and deflected in typical Rashford he wouldn't score if he wouldn't have played for him anyway so he uh, he was fortunate with that one and the other one I think Ericsson he's did lucky to be working is plate. he um, yeah he's lucky to be playing I would say but, should uh, be in the attic should he <laughs> well Arsenal are in the attic uh, <laughs> anyway coming back to it with Jack Walsh uh, he's at Bowes on top in the Dublin Derby are Rovers going to bottle the league Will, uh, will they? Will they? Uh, I don't think that that's going to happen. I think the Rovers are safe enough. But, I don't um, know now, Mickey. Uh, they, they've slipped up uh, a couple of weeks in a row and the Europa Conference League is starting on Thursday, which is going to take a lot of their attention for the next few weeks. So, I, I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just rule it out yet. How many games um, are left in the league? There's not many. There's probably no. about seven or eight, maybe. But Rovers have is more. Rovers have a few to play. They've yeah. games in hand and stuff. Um. So yeah, it'll be an interesting finish. Um... Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, Control Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automower, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. Johnny Fitzgerald echoed that and he said Rovers fans are very quiet. Yeah, well, well I haven't noticed they don't usually text us in here on the um, on the VRP podcast. So um, maybe they're up in Meath Hill at the moment. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the last one, sadly, is going to end on a negative enough note from PS Tapes. Fair play to him for bringing the mood down. Uh, he wants to talk about Davy's fantasy football performance with performance oh. in, in inverted brackets. Davy, let's talk about it. Um, you know, let's rip the plaster off. Let's talk about the elephant in the room. Um, and who, who or what is happening with your 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 Premier League oh, team? I, it's a mess. Like, and I used to be good at it. To be honest, I I used to probably spend a bit more time like looking into it and stuff and. Now I just get frustrated with it because fellas, I actually think I have a decent week and I look at the league table and like fellas are after just doing even better when you think you've done all right, you know. Um, the captaincy is everything because you get double points for your captain. And last week I, I took a risk 
in putting, I think it was Jesus last weekend as captain. And I had Haaland in my team, but didn't captain him and he went out and got a hat-trick. So uh, mistakes like that cost you. And when you're coming up against players of the calibre of PS tapes in fantasy football, you're always going to be up against it. Yeah, he'd be a bit nerdy on the fantasy football, so he would he'd listen to podcasts and watch, you know, YouTube videos and stuff about it and all that. He does like his uh, his uh, fantasy football. But um Firmino last week, I think when the nine nil win, didn't he have like twelve assists or something like yeah. that and and scored fourteen times in their nine nil win or something like that? Um something ridiculous. He scored yeah, a trick or but, but nobody would have Firmino because he's normally no no use to be honest. Oh, oh, oh okay. But I thought that I, I thought I heard a few people going on about that with their fancy football. I used to do it years ago, um. But since um the babies arrived, I don't have time for something like that. Um, to be honest with you, but um, yeah, no, there there, well, there, there can be great excitement in it. Um, you are part of a league, I believe, as well. The We Are Mead League, is that right? Yeah, actually, I could. Uh, sorry, probably. I could bring you give you an update as as far as this morning goes. The tables for today wouldn't have been um updated, but I'll actually give you an update. Just on the top, there's like fifty people in it, so I, I won't go through it all in detail. But uh, Jesus, where am I? I'm I'm forty ninth in the league. I was just about to say, well, do you want to give me who's bottom? <laughs> uh, well, I'm not. I'm not bottom. Uh, you're not but, far off it. Geez, I'm not far off it. Holy God. 53 in the league and I'm 49. That is that is abysmal. Um, Rian Monaghan from Castletown is actually ahead or was ahead as of this morning. Uh, 408 points. That's some going after, what, you know, four or five rounds of fixtures. Serious. Uh, top yes. five, James O'Reilly second, Owen Brennan, Robbie Keelahan, Michael Gohan, Paul Green, Harry Ryan, Craig Roach, Dylan Bryardy and Sean Ronan. They complete the top 10. I don't hear PS Tapes name in there. No, let me just do a quick uh, quick scan through Sean Duggan, Chris O'Connor, Gary Sherlock. Hmm. Where is PS Tapes actually? Check check around 48 there. Is he, is he in 48? No, he's not. Uh, I actually can't find Is he on the second page? He can't be. Oh no, there he is. 47th, Mickey. 47th? <laughs> yeah, and he's he's... Well, hang on now. Before today, he was three points ahead of me. Um, now, probably he's a bit more ahead of me now. Probably, he probably had Rashford. Um, but anyway, yeah, the, there you go. He's just getting the dig in now because he knows he won't be able to sustain that. So, yeah, Four, 400 and something points. Is that what you said? So, an average of 100 points a week? Close to it, I'd say. I think it's five weeks in, isn't it? Five weeks in, so yeah. 80 points a week. Yeah, that's, 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 that's not too bad. I remember... Like, I don't know if it works off the same principle or whatever, but like 60 is usually a good week. 60, 70 is usually a good week. Um, that's the kind yeah, of... Yeah, that is still be be quite good, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Very good, very good. Well, look, we'll keep an eye on that. We are Mead League. Well, you will. I won't. Um, I, I might join it at some stage just for the crack, just to see what's happening. But um, yeah, look, there's too much happening in the Mead club circles at the moment to be worrying about uh, the fantasy football. We should have done a fantasy football on our we uh, on the on the Mead club championships, um, which we are doing, I suppose. Which is the Kiko Sports Team of the Week and the Blackwater Inn Player of the Week and the Blackwater Inn Top Scorer of the Week. Do look out for those podcasts coming to you later this week. We will as well um, be announcing the dates. Uh, or the, sorry, the date and the um, and and everything else that goes with it, the charity. I think we can confirm now at this stage, Davy, that the Kiko Sports Team of the Year All Stars of Night, Night 
um, will be held in the Blackwater Inn and we are going to be doing it in association with So Sad, um, a wonderful charity that we feel, um, you know, has a big place to to, to play in our in our all of our communities and every community has been touched by the work that uh, um, so sad do so that is confirmed um, the date is the final thing and then we're going to allow everybody to see the Kiko Sports um, team of the year or all star jersey for that uh, event that we will be holding in association with so sad Damien. yeah fantastic charity um, obviously it's it's sort of close to a lot of people's hearts and that as well so it'll be great to have them on board on the night um, and we're really looking forward to it I suppose starting to take shape teams of the week are starting to take a bit of shape as well and we're starting to I suppose get fellas in mind um, way too early to even start talking about who's likely to feature on it or anything like that but we're getting a feel for who's consistently performing well and who's still obviously in the championship and that's going to have a massive bearing on ultimately who gets included across the four grades yeah, absolutely. Well, look, um, again, we will be bringing all that information to you in the coming weeks. And we do hope that everybody who listens to the podcast or the majority of you out there will come over to the Blackwater Inn in Kells on that night. Support the charity, support the event where we will be honouring the club players from the club championships, all four club championships across uh, Mead this year. So, look, that's it for this episode of your We Are Mead podcast. Remember, We Are Mead, why matters more.